As we look at our goals for health and adventure in the coming months, we must ask ourselves the question, what have we been doing daily to support our well-being? And many of us may respond with the idea that we've failed at our attempts and we just don't know or have the willpower that others seem to have. And the defeatist mindset may be what has been keeping us in that low energy, low vibrancy, low health rut for many years. What is changing for you today? And when are you choosing to make a difference? My guest today struggled with obesity and health challenges from his childhood. And in his corporate world, he felt the weight creating a bigger burden. My friend Deepak Saini is an anti-aging and longevity coach. He has overcome an autoimmune condition, a back injury, and his lifelong battle with obesity. His unique perspective on how to be motivated to make life-gifting changes may speak to your desires for more. You're listening to Be Well with Michelle Greenwell. This is Season 2, Episode 7, Your Longevity Health Plan with Deepak Saini. Welcome, Deepak. How are you? I am well, thank you. And Episode 7, 7 is my lucky number, so I don't know how that worked out, but that's awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on today. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, that's great. And yeah, numbers are, are wonderful, right? To do those reflecting pieces on. So um, I'm I'm thrilled too to be in season two and the advancement of what's happening in the bioenergetic wellness field um, and just where people are taking conversations now over season one. It's really, really interesting. Um, before we get off and running, because I know you and I can get into many different conversations, um, what we should talk about is what is in your mug of vitality today? Yes, I have two going today. So I have my, it's uh, still early where I'm at here. So I still have my Bulletproof coffee that I'm finishing up uh, from earlier. But I also have uh, from the Cape Breton Tea Company, I have some uh, Island Bliss, I believe is the one that it's called, if I'm not mistaken. Island and, Passion? Uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm looking. Island, pa Island Passion. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Tranquil Bliss is what it says on the back. Island Passion, yeah. So I'm just letting it steep a little bit and I'll be drinking that throughout our uh, our conversation today. Awesome. And what kind of mug is it sitting in? Oh, <laughs> back when I worked corporate, uh, one of my uh, summer students uh, gave me this uh, sleepy before coffee mug. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what I what I what I chose for today. I, I don't know why. I just actually was just the one I grabbed. But uh, maybe maybe it's a uh, it it, uh, it signals you know I'm still trying to recover from uh, a late New Year's Eve uh, <laughs> evening. So. <laughs> And you have a seventh dwarf on there as well, right? And I have one of the seven dwarfs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, laughing thinking seven. about the numbers. Yeah. I yeah. also think it's also interesting, right, uh, what you put your coffee into and what we put your tea into. So your coffee mug, what does it represent for you? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I never really thought of that. Um, I mean, it's uh, some branded from a company that I used to work at many, many years ago. Um, stainless steel, solid, uh, it retains, I, I basically use it cause it just retains the heat. So I can, I don't have to drink my coffee so fast. I can, you know, spread it out over like an hour and it stays, stays warm. Yeah. I never really thought of what it represents, but yeah, that's why, that's why I use it. Cause I don't want my coffee again cold because we can quite, you know, we can quite get into, you know, as a, as a creative, get into a flow and then next thing you know you're like oh i, I I'm, I'm thirsty or i need a little jolt and your coffee's cold and you're like oh i haven't had a sip in like 30 minutes or whatever so 
And that's my tea. I very often end up drinking it cold, which is what's lovely about the herbal blends is they are great cold and hot (laughs) because very often, you know, I started hot, but I'm, I never finish it hot. So. Yeah. I like to actually drink cold, cold tea, especially in the summertime. I'll make a big batch, like a big pitcher of uh, a variety or, or even a a, a green tea with a little lemon juice or something to, uh, to it. So. Exactly. Um, I um, put together today, I've got my Polar Express mug. I know there's a reflection on the train there um, because I was in your neck of the woods just a couple of weeks ago and I got to go to Stetler, Alberta and ride the Polar Express train. And this is my keepsake from that. So on the back nice. side, it says Christmas warms the soul and tickles the heart. And uh, oh, also awesome. the idea of being able to believe and hold on to the idea that magic does happen every day. And um, inside I put hugging the holidays, because even though we're at the end of the holiday season, for me, it's like the holidays go all the time, if you think about living that way. So that's what I added. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So cheers to you. Let's, yes, let's, let's, uh, I don't know, do virtual cheers here. And we say, Slangevin here in Cape Breton. Slangevin. And that should get us started. Oh, I like that. Nice. Yeah, mine has a hint of uh, cocoa on the end of it. So it starts as a tea and finishes as a cocoa. So, but I'm glad you're enjoying the the Island Passion. That's great. It's been a... Yeah, so um, I have to say my my wife is enjoying it as well. She's, She's had it a number of times. Perfect. Perfect. It's one of that blend actually has been one that uh, over time has been one of our, our longest and best selling teas. There's two, there's the uh, Island Orchard and then the Island Passion and those two for longevity. Yeah, just that nice warmth and uh, the herbs in that one are all things that you'd find in the garden and fragrances that you'd have in the yard, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Just, okay. Yeah, it smells lovely as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so let's dive in a little bit to your story. Um, and I'm curious for what was your turning point? I know I listed some of the things that were your challenges as you were growing up and also into your corporate career, but what was your turning point that made you, uh, change that mindset and create the space for you to overcome the burdens that you were carrying? Yeah. Well, thank you for the question. So I'm, I'm going to kind of answer it in, in a two-part way. Um, so yeah, you listed those things, autoimmune condition, my entire life, you know, uh, overweight, chubby, my entire life, morbidly obese as a teenager. <clears throat> but the real impetus for me for my change was eight years ago when I hurt my back really bad. I wasn't, I wasn't able to bend over. I had no flexion in my back. So I couldn't uh, put on my shoes very well, couldn't you know, put on my socks, hard getting in and out of a chair, which includes the toilet. But the real impetus is our youngest daughter was just a baby at the time. I couldn't bend over enough to pick up a 10 pound baby out of her crib. So that was kind of the low point, which got me moving, you know, started the healing journey from many aspects and then got me to, you know, heal myself and and what I do now today. But the other way I want to answer is when you struggle with health issues your entire life, you know, you're trying to just make it to the end of the day. 
you know, you have brain fog, you're tired, low energy, inf inflammation, your joints hurt, etc. You're just trying to make it to the end of the day, make it to the end of the weekend, looking for, forward to that vacation that might be coming up in a few months. And then even from a mindset point of view uh, around, you know, you know, just use money as one example. It's like, if I just get that next promotion, if I just, you know, get that next bonus, or et cetera. And it's just very short term kind of hamster wheel, if you will. After I came through my health journey, came up the other side and realized, you know, just the potential for health in general. And then that just opened my mindset to possibilities. And it's like, why do I have to, you know, believe what I believe society's conditioned us to think, you know, aging is inevitable. And, you know, you're once this happens, then this happens, this happens. So I opened my mindset and realized like, no, I don't have to, I can, I can buck the system, if you will, I can live, I, you know, have, I have a long health span and I have a publicly stated goal to be a centenarian plus. So live a hundred years or more. And that doesn't mean what most people think of, you know, that maybe people have seen with their father, their parents or their grandparents of being in a home or dementia or Alzheimer's or, or something to that effect that no, that means for me, it means living in my own home, playing with my great grandchildren, paddleboarding, snowshoeing, you know, what, whatever that looks like and being in control of myself. So once I made that mind shift change, it's like that, you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> Beautiful. And isn't it interesting too, when you think about that's what I want rather than just to get to the end of the day. Absolutely. Because what is that every day? Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the key reason that others can't get out of their own way and then why they just can't seem to find the health and longevity um, that you've discovered? Yeah, so I, one thing I think like I already touched upon is, you know, we've been conditioned by society that, you know, Freedom 55 and, you know, all these media marketing terminologies, you know, and that, you know, retirement is at this time. And then, you know, we have these, especially in the Western culture, maybe not so much in Eastern cultures, then, you know, it's like, you know, when then you move, you downsize and you go into a 55 plus or 65 plus community and then et cetera, et cetera. So I think we've been conditioned by society. I think that's number one. Number two is, is again, sort of that, that goes with that mindset that I said, you know, people need to know there's more possibility. You know, there's a lot of, I, I feel a lot of, you know, misinformation and even myths out there that maybe were true at one time, but as science has evolved and our understanding around health has evolved, we're still clinging to these notions from, you know, the 1960s and the 1970s when there's cutting edge science and and and, and things of, we, we just know this is not true anymore. It takes so long to trickle down, uh, you know, to people to actually start to believe. So it's just the mindset that, yes, you can do this. And I think the other things, and most people know, at least at a high level, like I should be eating better, I should have movement, I should exercise, and maybe a few other things uh, along along the way. But it's really that accountability. I guess two pieces: putting all the pieces together, and in my, I kind of work with seven big buckets with people. But putting all those seven pieces pieces together, but then it's the accountability, and I think that's where a coach, a mentor what have you really comes into place because people, you know, again, we're right here, we're recording this, you know, the beginning of the year. I bet a lot of people have new year's resolutions or goals and how many are going to last 30 days from now, 60 days from now. Right. So it's having that accountability and what that looks like for people and what they need. So I think those three things are conditioned by society, the right mindset and actually having true accountability. Perfect. Um, so you talked about you've got the seven aspects or buckets 
that you use in the work that you do. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that and what it makes your approach unique to what other approaches they may have tried and failed at? Um, what makes yours uh, that unique perspective that could lead them to their success? Yeah, so again, I, th I think a lot of people know intuitively some of these areas that they need to focus on. Uh, it could be nutrition, it could be movement, or maybe even they know they need to do both of those. But again, you know, the seven buckets for me is like, it all comes down, it starts with mindset and motivation. If you don't know why up here or in your heart, you know, why you want to make this change or whatever your goal is, it's not going to happen. Or you can for the short term, maybe even you can stretch it out like two years just through sheer willpower. But that long sustainability is not going to happen if you don't, you know, have it up here and in here. So that's number one. And, and part of that too, included in that in this big bucket of mindset motivation is community and gratitude and and all those sorts of things. Then of course there's the nutrition piece. I, I consider call, you know, I call it controlling your glycemic variability. So not having the highs and lows of your blood sugar supplements can play a role in that as well there's of course the movement piece uh and that looks like different things for different people and i think we'll probably touch upon that a little bit later uh and then you know managing your stress you know sleep is huge breath work is huge and a lot of, a lot of other things that fall in sort of let's call it the stress bucket uh controlling the environmental uh factors around you you know the chemicals uh you know, we can't we can't get rid of them you know we've we've can't you know Put that genie back in the bottle but let's try and mitigate the damages from our environment and, and the things uh, that happen uh then there's the last uh, la second last bucket is what i call uh don't do stupid things uh but essentially it's a risk reward every decision we make has a risk reward assigned to it and just making sure people are aware of that if you want to ride a motorcycle uh or skydive okay fine whatever you want to do fine but take some steps uh, proper. And that could even mean from a supplementation or a nutrition point of view to prepare yourself for the worst case scenario. We hope we never hope it happens, but to prepare yourself. And then the last bucket, and again, it's not for everyone, is sort of let's call it the advanced scientific uh, modalities, the cutting edge things uh, that are out there that are available. That's not necessarily part of, you know, the you know, we live here in Canada, both of us, uh, the, the public system, or even in the U.S., where, where there's more private, it's not well-known, but well-documented, uh, you know, approved, FDA-approved, some of these things, but just nobody knows about them, or they don't have the access to them. So, again, for those people who are willing to push the envelope, who have the resources to, to you know, get stem cells done, get PRP done, you know, medical tour, you know, all, all these sorts of things. So, again, that's not for everyone, but for those who want to do it, then that's also something I help my clients find and, and curate for themselves. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, most people don't have that on their list. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, so when you have a client who starts out down the road, and definitely we're at the start of the year, so people start off down the road, and we talk about, you know, that burn, the burnout on the resolution that happens February, March. But what is it that you find over time with clients who start off down this road? What, what um, motivates them to go back to those old habits? Yeah, I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to flip that on you. So what motivates them to stay with their with their habits? So again, I really, with my clients, really at the very beginning right mindset motivation i really dig in and really understand get people to understand why are they making this choice in the first place really get to their why or their purpose as i like to say or what is in their heart is it i want to be 
around for my grandchildren. I want to be present in their lives or whatever the case uh, may be and, and, and make sure that they understand and make sure that's really strong for them so that when, you know, when they're done working with me, you know, six months after they're done, a year or two years later, they can always go back to that. It's like, why did I start that? Why did I make these small changes, uh, these in incremental changes to my health to tie it always back uh, to that to that purpose, to that to that why for them? Now, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, not, not all my clients, you know, keep up with it for years and years and years. But most of most, if not all of them, even if they regress a little bit from when we stopped working together, they're so much further along than where they started, right? Maybe over the course of time working with me, they changed, you know, 20 habits for the benefit. And even if they regress on two or three of them, they're still 17 habits ahead and they're so much better off than where they were before. So that's kind of how I look at it. You know, people are going to potentially regress in certain areas, but they're not going to go back to where they were before working with me because again uh they made all these things they made a part of their lifestyle all these changes plus they have such an ingrained you know in their in their mind and in their heart of like why i was why i did this in the first place yeah that's um that's interesting when you think about the levels of of change that happens and then the opportunity to reflect on because we always reflect on the negative side right so we always have, we always have that view i failed at this one even though if there's 17 others right but then also that opportunity to look at it and how has my life changed and those three that i am not following quite the same is it important and if it's not important maybe then there's that that shift that comes out of that of what do you want next and so those pieces aren't as important as, as another change they might have made. I'm going to share a story really quick, if that's okay. I was working with this lady earlier this year, 73-year-old woman. Um, and we only worked part-time. She didn't have the resources to work fully in my in my program. But I I, I know her children, so it was a bit, a bit of a relationship we had there. Um, she had some certain medical uh, metrics, let's call it, that she wanted to improve on for her doctor. So after, you know, just a handful of sessions, either spaced out, uh, you know, over every month we met for for six months, and she made improvement on, on those, but it wasn't exactly where she wanted to be or exactly where her doctor wanted her to be. But in the process of trying to improve on those health metrics, blood pressure, those, those type of things, she ended up losing 32 pounds in the six months and she was all down on herself. Oh, my blood pressure's better, but still high. And my blood sugars improved, but it's still a little bit. And my cholesterol's improved, but it's still a little bit. Uh, and I was like, it's like, Hey, uh, I obviously won't say her name for confidential, but she was like, Hey, you lost 32 pounds. That wasn't even one of your goals. And you improved all these things. Yeah. They're not exactly where you wanted, but you made it on all the metrics we were tracking. You improved, like celebrate this. This, this is huge. Don't let, you know, your doctor downer because you didn't hit this one thing bring you down. You've made tremendous improvement in the last six months and just keep at it and you will get to where you want to be. So, I, I, you know, I think that's a big thing that people have to recognize. And it's human nature to focus on the negatives and the positives, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and just that idea, too, that if it wasn't in your vision, uh, you wouldn't use it as an evaluation marker. So to be able to open up your spectrum of seeing 
to what are the other things that have changed in my life um, that, that I wasn't anticipating, but also that led me down a road of different discoveries that allow me to live more fully um, because I made choices over here and it influenced over here where I didn't realize I was going to make those changes. Absolutely. Everything, every, everything's connected. Our body's connected. You, tr you make one impact somewhere, it's going to make an impact somewhere else as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how did you come up with your seven-step approach? What are the pieces that led you to bring those seven pieces together? Yeah, great question. Um, I've done a lot of research. I've done, gosh, 8,000 hours of, of research on various topics and, you know, a lot of certification, all that kind of stuff too. I guess it was trial and error is kind of one thing uh, that can't be discounted to like actually working with people and see what works. And from that also is like, not everyone is the same. I'm a huge believer of individual individualization and customization. So there's, you know, some guiding principles and sort of a, a blueprint to work with people, but it really gets nuanced when you work with people. Uh, the other thing is uh, the blue zones. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm planning to be a centenarian and not all my clients want that, but you know, those habits of the, of the most, long-lived people are a good guiding post of what we should do for our everyday lives. So did extensive research on, on, on the blue zones and uh, what are some similarities between them. A lot of them, you know, they have different movement patterns. They have different nutritional pa uh, uh, patterns in all these uh, different places, but there are similarities. So making sure that those similarities uh, tie in uh, and then, yeah, just being well breathed in again, through the research of all these different uh modalities in any one of those buckets, you know, including nutrition, you know, if somebody wants to be a carnivore on one end to vegan on the other, it's, that's fine. That doesn't matter to me, but we got to make sure it's structured properly for their goals. So just really, again, customization and individualization and, and, and just seeing what works. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed on your um, uh, social media, your posts uh, with you jogging and running, what kind of movement um, pieces do you put into your regular regime? To my regular regime, oh, that's a good question. So I'm a huge believer in a uh, lot of daily movement. And we can't just do it all in one day. You can't just do a three-hour bike ride or spin class or whatever and then sit for all day long. Uh, so, you know, I, I work from home. This is my home office. I do a lot of content creation consultations with people. But I try and take little breaks all throughout the day. My, my aim is 10,000 steps. Not that that means anything. That's kind of a made up number, but I think it's a good gauge for movement. I try and move all throughout the day. We got a new puppy. So he's got to go out, take him for a walk a lot. I do do 30 minutes per day of, I'll call it moderate to intense uh, cardio. I we have elliptical machine. So I make sure I get that in a lot of low level movement. And then twice a week and only twice a week, sometimes it changes if I'm on vacation or something. I have a little bit more time. Uh, but only twice a week do I do strength training. And I think, again, that's really important for people as they age to, you know, have not only uh, healthy bone density, but le lean muscle mass so we don't get sarcopenia and other things, other conditions as we age. So twice a week strength training every day, sh short, moderate to intense cardio, and then lots of low-level movement, walking, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and playing and, too. Actually, I want to mention also playing, you know, just goofing around with the kids, throwing the Frisbee around, playing tag with uh, in the summer, uh, that sort of thing. So just, you know, just have fun. And when you, when you play and you do youthful things, you stay youthful. And so if you were uh, working with seniors, so as you were talking about the, the client that's 73, uh, what kinds of recommendations do you offer for them 
when they don't have a little person or a, a pet that maybe will sidetrack them and get them moving, what are some of your recommendations you'd offer there? Yeah, so again, it's going to be individualized. So it depends what people's if they have mobility issues and you know what you know it's very customized. But in, in general terms, and I'll just use this one person as an example. She actually liked to bike ride, uh, and she you know had a bike, and and even in the winter she had a, a indoor trainer, so she'd hook it up and just spin. So so okay, if you already like doing that, do it. Uh, lots of walking. She likes gardening and and that sort of thing. So I'll just the, her regular daily act activities uh but we, one thing we did add for her was just uh very light body weight only strength training to build lean muscle mass and uh and you know and bone density and all those sort of things so i think uh, i think a lot of seniors i come across and i don't work exclusively with seniors but they seem to be scared of you know going to the gym or strength training or lifting heavyweights like you can just I mean, it depends on where you're at. Obviously, it's, it's customizable, but you know, just doing body weight uh, things is already going to make a huge benefit to doing nothing. So, I, I think there needs to be a blend of, of uh, you know, you got to get do a little bit of activity to get your heart rate going for that cardiovascular health. You know, strength training is super important for everyone, and then a lot of low level movements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and. Can you tell me a little bit more about people who can how they can find out about you and about your approach, um, some of the areas that they might be able to explore what you've been talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll probably have all my links in the in the show notes. But I would want to uh, if you want a high level of like kind of what I'm about. Um, it's not everything that we talked about today, but I do have a free guide that people can download. And it kind of gives you, and it's a tracker, so it kind of gives you 30 days of uh, of tracking, so to sort of build that accountability, build that habit building uh, in in various uh, areas. So it's a uh, deepaxanyhealth.com forward slash freebie. Uh, so I think that's a good high level approach of of how I work with my clients, as well as a tracker to try and make some habit changes uh, for 30 days. Uh, I have, you know, I mentioned you know working with people earlier. I have actually starting this year a new group group program that I'm uh, working with people. So it's a shorter 10 week program. Again, high level, it gets into the, the seven buckets, gets into the, the first five of them and in an in-depth way. Uh, and so that's another way at a lower price point for people. So that's another way that uh, people could, uh, could uh, get a get a flavor for for working with me. Uh, and I have a I have a pilot, uh, my first time running the group program starting here in a couple of weeks. And then and then again, in April, uh, we'll be having one. So yeah, if people are interested in learning more, I'd say start with the download. Uh, and if you're interested and want to know more, then uh, you can reach out to me on social or even join my group, new group program. Perfect. That's great. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to mention or talk about that maybe I didn't ask you? Uh, no, I think we did, did a great job, uh, high level. You know, I, I think I just one thing I'd say with people is, you know, if you're going to work with someone professionally, then, you know, just make sure that I think one, you know, they should have some certifications and some trainings and, and that sort of thing. I, I do believe in that, but at the same time, I think what's even more important is just somebody who relates to you as a person uh, that you connect with and that, you know, is going to be really supportive uh, of your goals. And, you know, it's unfortunate I've been in this industry for a while that, um, a number or their goals are a number and and the, the coach or the mentor or, you know is is all about them 
you know, getting from A to Z, maybe it's losing 20 pounds or whatever the case may be. And that, that's just the number. Did, did we get to that? But again, I, I think there's so much more. It's about, you know, building the community and that mindset and, you know, that purpose and that why. So again, just if you're going to work with somebody, you know, uh, professionally, just find someone that really understands you and, and that you really connect with. I think that's more important than, you know, uh, what they're, background or certifications or anything although that is important to make sure you got a qualified person but I think you know connection and stuff is, is much more important mm -hmm. yeah definitely I know that even with my own students and um, the ones too that stay around and continue along with your program um, there's just such an incredible rapport and um, I guess dual feedback right that happens um, when that click happens which means then you're not fighting against the, the old habits you're trying to change, plus trying to be what this person is asking you to be, which isn't resonating. And so when you find that right person, then you have this beautiful synergy um, that helps you promote yourself and pull yourself forward. Absolutely. And most of my clients are former clients, you know, um, some of them have become like really good friends and, but all of them we're friendly with and, you know, people can always, you know, it happens, you know, two years later, Hey, can I just ask you this really quick question? I'm, I'm, I always provide support to, to my, uh, uh cur obviously current and but uh, past clients uh, as well. So yeah, you know, when you, when you build that connection, you build that trust and, you know, people want to come back. And even if you haven't worked with them in a professional capacity for years, they want to come back and cause they, because you just built that good connection in that relationship with people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And two, we didn't talk about you work online and in person. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm here in Alberta, so I will work with people if they're local, but I, I most probably 90 plus percent of my clientele are virtual. So I, I work with people all over their, uh, North America, primarily. I, mean, I had a few people overseas, but mostly people all over North America. Yeah. So it's mostly virtual. Okay. So which makes it easy for, appointments and access. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you typically work one-on-one -on -one with someone and then you're just launching into some group activities as well. That's correct. Yeah. So the focus for 23 will be, uh, uh, you know, promoting and, and getting the group program uh, up and running. Yeah. But I do work with people one-on-one -on -one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and what programming you have available. It's lovely to hear the kinds of things that you're doing and your approach. Well, th um, thank you for having me and, and enjoying my tea as well. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so usually we finish with trying to recommend some kind of a movement activity um, that you could you know, recommend people use today just to go out there and do something a little bit different. Do you have something that you'd offer for today? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll offer two things. So again, I kind of really alluded to it. So I'd say number one, if you're just short of time or just getting started, you know, just getting off back into it, if you will, just start with walking, you know, whatever your pace is, uh, and then build up to something that maybe you can increase the pace, or even at some point, uh, you know, maybe lightly jog for 30 seconds for every five minutes you walk and slowly build, build up to that. So just, I think walking just, you know, you know, homo sapiens were just built to move and built to walk. So that'd be number one. And then if I could add another thing is, uh, you know, depending on where you are in your stage of life is just 
find that thing you used to love to do. Maybe it's when you were a kid, maybe it's swimming, maybe it's dancing. Uh, you know, just again, to that play aspect, you know, just, just go out and be silly about it. You know, maybe it's with your grandkids or your kids and Mike, I got young girls and we have the Nintendo switch, those dance games, you know, where you just follow the choreography and we'll do that. And, you know, three or four songs like, whew, you've, you're moving and you got to work out in and yeah, it, it's good. And you're having fun and being silly. And like I said earlier, you know, play tag with my nieces and nephews and my kids, uh, you know, during the summer. And so you just find whatever like really resonates with you, maybe something you used to do or something you've always wanted to try and just go for it, just do it, whatever it is. But you know, again, you can always get to always walk as a default. <laughs> That's right. Um, and the thought that I had when preparing for today was about spiral, the spiral action. And when we move straight forward all the time, our organs don't have the opportunity to talk to each other because the, the fascia that surrounds them doesn't move as much as when we spiral in action. So in Tai Chi, uh, we might, uh, usually if I'm doing a seated version of exercises, I might just go from being straightforward to spiraling towards one knee and then spiraling back to the other knee. And just that little action gives you the opportunity to get all of the organs talking to each other and then they start to work in a much more efficient way. Um, and I can do the same with the hands, just with a turn. And then you have the strength that comes, in this case, it's from the elbow to the tip of my hand. So for those people who are on a podcast <laughs> who can't see my hands, I'm just turning them. Um, so the palm goes forward and then the back of the hand is forward. So I'm just rotating back and forth. But you have this lovely spiral action which then, as you were talking about bone density, starts to build the bone density. And it's a, it's a beautiful action that we use through all, all of our Tai Chi movements, but very simple for people to use. And if you're not sure what I just said because you're listening to the podcast and you couldn't see, I do have those up on my YouTube channel, which is um, at Michelle Greenwell. Um, so that's an option to check that out if you're interested in what a spiral action might look like. Michelle, can I make two comments on what you just said there? And I love, I love that. So one, I was just that, you know, that spiral action. If you look into nature, so many things in nature are, you know, not only uh, geometric, but also have spiral mm. in it, uh, you know, uh, how plants grow and uh, how water flows, uh, et cetera. So, you know, I, th I think that's a cue. I'm, I'm, I'm huge into sort of, you know, what the what the earth you know wants to tell us and and how to benefit that and again that's maybe a little bit more advanced uh, so that's the one thing so I, I love that the spiral and the other thing too is more so not not necessarily for everyone but definitely people who have like knee pain walking backwards obviously at your own pace that you can do it is uh is is very beneficial so i also like you know having people and myself included you know walk backwards for a little bit and then we didn't talk about stretching i'm, I'm very big on stretching. Again, coming from a back injury that i had very big on stretching but i think stretching and different planes as well you know if it if allows you know twisting and leaning to one side leaning back leaning forward so yeah just movement your body has to be has to move in all different planes so i, I thank you for bringing that up that's that's super mm -hmm. important point Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're looking from a perspective of goal setting and moving forward, uh, sometimes moving forward means you need to know how to move backwards because you get stuck in one one way, one dimension. And so then being able to move side to side, forward and backwards, up and down, 
that all creates the opportunity to let go, move forward and go with ease. Um, so when walking, it is fun to walk different ways and uh, take the time to not just be forward, um, which is where a lot of us might be heading all the time. Yeah. Beautiful. Love so that. you've been Love listening that. to Be Well with Michelle Greenwell. This episode is sponsored by the Cape Breton Tea Company, bringing a little bit of the countryside and hospitality into your day with a luxurious cup of the tastes and sounds of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. And you can find that at cbtcompany.square.site. So CB, and then T is spelled out T-E-A, and then company is spelled out .square.site. Deepak, thank you so much for joining me. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a fun conversation and you as well. And happy new year to everyone out there.